welcome to Foxfire Farmhouse. This is episode number seven. You could say it's episode 007. Would you say podcasts, the Foxfire Farm? It is. I don't know. Yeah, Foxfire Farmhouse. <laughs> welcome. This is, this, is, this is Foxfire Farmhouse. Or, uh, yeah, this is the podcast. Foxfire Farmhouse, the podcast. There you go. Yeah. That's the and my name is my name is Bartels. Josh Bartels. <laughs> Heyman. Who are you? Elijah Heyman. <laughs> How would you like your coffee? <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. Yep. <laughs> As you guys can guess, uh, we're going to be going over some things. We are going to talk about our very favorite British secret agent, James Bond. Is he my favorite? He, you know, I'm trying to think now, do I There's know other any ones. other British secret agents? Who else comes to mind? My only thought initially is going to that uh, there was a, I think it was a BBC show maybe called uh, MI5 or MI6. Yeah, uh, MI5, yeah. MI5 because it was domestic terrorist Yeah, stuff. it was a yeah. Richard Armitage. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that's all that's going to my mind Yeah, I, as far I, as British I thought, secret agents. Yeah, because then I, was, I thought of the man from UNCLE, but then I was like, ah, oh, they're not British. Yeah, no. Hugh no, Grant's Soviet. That. Yeah, yeah. Is he's British. Pretty charming in that one, but yeah. he's but he's not really doing anything. No, he just he just shows up. Yeah. So yeah, so we don't have uh we don't have any other British secret agents to, to uh compare Bond to, but no. you know what? He's our favorite because he's the only one we know. So we're Somebody's gonna be talking yelling at us that, there, that, <laughs> that there's an obvious one that we forgot. <laughs> you forgot Johnny English. Johnny, Johnny English. English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bond still classifies he is the as best. my favorite. Arguably, in some cases. So we're going to get to Bond eventually, but yeah. uh, what what have you been finding cool this week? What 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 good recommends do you have for the audience? Today? I made my way to experiencing Dune as a just entity Ooh, for the first time back. in the film. Danny Villeneuve, you've done it. You've instantly made your way into my top ten. Wow, straight up, and maybe even top five. Dune made its way into your Dune specifically. Dune, the first Dune, really part wow. one. It that is. high. So what did you what did you like about it? What what was what caught your eye? Well, the well, cinematography I mean, for one. <laughs> it, 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 it caught my eye with the cinematography. Just it was so good and I'm a sucker for it was just the the dialogue was really well executed. Like I think you hit it on the head when you talked about it the first time with saying like it brings that epic scale of like a Star Wars movie but it keeps that indie heart at mm-hmm. it and i think all the actors talked about it too because I, I was watching all the interviews with all of them oh cool and just digging into all the lore i'm a sucker for lore so i love big worlds and world building and i love houses and political conflict and all of these things and uh star-studded cast all the acting except for maybe uh jason Momoa. i would i would say that it's uh a 4.5 in my book nice uh out of five stars so it did a very good job music was amazing there's just all the moments in that film were very well executed and uh yeah are you going to go read the book now i think i will i think yeah. i'm gonna wait till after the first part Ooh, that's true that's true you after have the to wait part. for two movies before you can go yes. to the book if you don't want to have your yeah uh, story spoiled i think it's just one movie there's one more movie yes right but you oh, have yeah. to wait with this movie all and the next movies. one yeah yeah i will watch the first one probably a couple more times nice it's so good that's awesome yeah. It was a fantastic movie. I loved it. So what I have been enjoying recently yeah. is that my so for my birthday I have been playing uh Halo with Ian on the computer 
just letting him play. Yeah. You know, it's been fun. We've had a good mm-hmm. time shooting aliens together. Yeah. But we have never been able to play together. And so I had mentioned one time to my wife how, you know, I think I could, pro- I think this po- possibly could work where we do multiplayer if we had two controllers and we play. And I, I just offhandedly said that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my wife bought me two Xbox controllers for us to play. Uh, unfortunately, Halo doesn't work at all. And I mm. couldn't get it to work on any kind of split screen yeah. locally. So, because you're PC, right? Because I'm PC. Yep. So it doesn't work. Man, that it's really sucks. Crud. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, PC world, <laughs> master race. So, <laughs> what I ended up doing though is downloading a emulator for Nintendo 64, and we've been back into Mario Kart, and oh, that snap. has been a good time. Such a good. Game. So when we play Mario Kart in 64, it's just it's fun. It's like reliving my childhood with my child, and it's fantastic. That's so I recommend if you have a computer. And you don't know what to do with your uh, gaming, or you want to reinvigorate it with some nostalgia. Yeah, get an emulator and go play some old games. Oh, it's yeah. a good time. It's so much fun. I loved it. I got Mario sixty four on my Switch recently, and I, I actually played that with my dad when he came and visited. Got brought back the old memories because we used nice. to play that growing up, and that's it was so much fun. I'm I still also it. to bring this around to our podcast. I also uh, our podcast theme today. I also downloaded Goldeneye and played that a little bit. Oh, it's such a good it was 64 game. It was terribly frustrating. Yes. The controllers are not at all like they go today. I've got to totally, I have to figure out and remap the controller. I only played like three minutes and then quit because it was so frustrating yeah. how backwards everything was at the time. So I have to remap it to be like what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And that just means time and it wasn't worth it for me at the moment. So I left it. But yeah. playing Goldeneye was bringing back the nostalgia of yeah. playing against uh, some friends i played in 64 with some friends one time and we had a small like crt tv mm-hmm. you know like those tiny so ones like and yeah so we're all huddled around <laughs> in these lawn chairs on their back porch yeah like trying to see ourselves and play and i had i was not a video game player we didn't have a console the only mm-hmm. thing we i had ever played was the nes yeah and so like trying to figure out how to play and then my friends are all playing, and they're all just annihilating me and my brother because we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. And that was my first experience with Goldeneye back as a kid. But Sounds good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, speaking of Bond, yeah, we're going to talk about James Bond today. We're going to get right into what it. What was the first Bond movie you saw? First Bond movie I ever saw was Goldeneye. Me too. Yeah. It's, it's actually a really... It's the best Brosnan movie. So, whenever I think of Bond, I typically think of Brosnan. Even though Craig has done the best job. I think Brosnan hmm. is the one I think of. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, we, we it was on TV mm-hmm. one time and I think had it not been on TV and we didn't know what we were watching for a while, mm-hmm. I don't think my parents would have let us watch it. Yeah. But it starts out and opens up and we saw, we caught it after it started. So there's no title sequence yet. Yeah. And we see him jump off the dam with the uh, bungee cord mm-hmm. set up. And then, you know, assault the whole place and fly off in the airplane. And after that, you're hooked. You know, you yep. can't you can't stop watching just because it's a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And so we kept yeah. kept watching and it was a good time. It's Although good now movie. revisiting it as a as an adult, the thing that puzzles me the most that they could get away with in terms of like suspension of disbelief mm-hmm. was blowing a tank through Moscow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how in the world <laughs> did <laughs> that would create such an international incident? Yes, it definitely and, would. And like the nuclear war would have started immediately. Yep. And so I, I just don't know how they could have got away with that, but they did. That and happens quite a lot. And I didn't think Bond about series. it as a kid a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it was <laughs> like the secret agent yeah. is not so secret when he's like got his head sticking out of a Soviet tank blowing down the streets so of Moscow. Of Saint Petersburg. I think it was yeah. actually Saint Petersburg. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah, it was, it's cool, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's the most great. extreme Bond. Like, it's so it, that's 90s. That's true, it is. He's like bungee courting. He's flying in planes. Like, it's all like. Yeah. He's, I think he skis in some ones in, in some of the movies. Yeah. And they just get more and more far fetched. Yep. Yeah. And then and then eventually ends that series of Bond with uh, an invisible car and an ice palace and a oh, yeah. surfing. Fighting North on, like, Koreans. A tidal wave. And just like, it's so just, bad. <laughs> it's horrendous so just like in the sky Uh, ungrounded yeah it's wild it's in space with moonraker so i have yeah so i have only seen i've seen all the brosnan movies i've seen Mm -hmm. all the craig movies and i have seen a splattering of the other ones and so i've seen connery Mm -hmm. i think i've seen every bond yeah that was i think i've seen one of every bond i don't i have definitely not seen all the bond movies i've seen timothy dalton's he was the one who was just licensed to kill two yeah, yeah, I think about, I think I have yeah yeah. So, I've seen pieces of other Bonds and yeah, I haven't I haven't watched a, a ton of them, but yeah. I have seen the more modern ones. And so for our for our conversation though, what we want to do is focus specifically on Daniel Craig and his uh, his run as Bond because yeah. the No Time to Die just came out. Elijah and I both watched it, and it completes the story arc of this bond character so we have five movies that we can look at and analyze as a piece as one big series and that's what we are going to do today so we're not going to be talking about brosnan or connery or dalton or uh oh what's the name of the the second the the 80s bond uh more yes roger Roger moore Moore. yep and so we're not talking about those guys we're going to talk specifically about craig there too yeah there's the australian guy He's in it's not ma- coming to in me, his but Majesty's yeah, yeah. Secret Service, I think is what it's called. Where he got married. That's yeah. the one where he gets married, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's yeah, all the Bonds. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know the bo- those Bonds very well. No. We know Brosnan and Craig, and we're specifically going to be dealing with Craig. Yep. Now, since we have a Christian audience, the moment that we say that we're watching James Bond, it might be like my parents' inter- uh, reaction to it. All the dads kids. get excited, though. The dads get excited <laughs> about Bond. Moms are absolutely no way. There's actually, have you heard of the group called Straight No Chaser? No, they do acapella, yeah. acapella covers basically, mm-hmm. and so they have one they call the movie theme song, mm-hmm. and uh, in their movie theme song part where they do the James Bond, uh, they make fun of basically call out dads who like watching the mm-hmm. Bond movies for the Bond girls specifically. Mm. So the uh, yeah, so m- uh, my parents would have immediately been no, we don't watch those movies mm-hmm. just because we know that Bond is a womanizer. And so yeah. we don't want that kind of uh, value portrayed. And with the character comes then the depictions, and mm-hmm. with the depictions come nudity. And that was all off limits. And so it was not even considered as a movie that we could be watching. So yeah. since we have a Christian audience, we want to mm-hmm. admit that not everyone is going to like Bond or mm-hmm. immediately out of the gate yeah. want uh, be okay with watching it. But yeah. we will come back to the issue of what content a Christian should be watching or shouldn't be watching in movies Indeed. and how we sort through those things in a couple of episodes. So yes. if you want that discussion, yes, hold out, hang watch, on, but still watch responsibly. 
Yeah, watch response. Don't lose your mind and just go watch it and, and blame us because ultimately you bear responsibility for what you watch. <laughs> so <laughs> this is like the disclaimer that comes. We yeah. are not responsible for yes. any. Uh, yeah, we, this, we just uh, sold you this weapon, but yes. you, if you kill somebody, it's not, it's on not us. our fault. Yeah. yeah, we supplied it with you. I heard a, a story from a preacher one time. He said he went to buy a hammer and something else, and he said this guy that was uh, at the cash register checking him out mm-hmm. looked at the hammer and said, "What are you buying this for?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, sermon illustration." didn't know what he was talking about and was really for some reason freaked out and was like man my fingerprints are all over this and like wipes the hammer down and puts it in the bag as, <laughs> as a sermon, something wrong is gonna happen a, a sermon illustration so, yeah so so yeah. if th- that's us right now we are for wiping, a religious ceremony we are wiping the fingerprints <laughs> off of the dvds and the blu-rays and saying yeah. it's not our fault yeah. the police can't come and charge us mm-hmm. with uh, your crimes that you committed as a result yes. of watching a bond movie so indeed yep that's our content advisory but there's now some good things some good things to be found so where did bond where did craig's character start out how did the story start uh the story starts out with uh craig um trying to get his role as the double o uh and getting the double o program and he'll eventually become the double o seven starts out with casino royale um which is one of the better ones we'll get into our ranked for those but mm-hmm. uh yeah, and it, it's uh, he has to. I think he has to kill two people in order to get the double O, um, and take out some targets for His Majesty or Her Maj, Her Majesty, Her yeah. Majesty. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's him on that quest. And then he gets it, and then he goes on his first mission, and it's pretty pretty awesome. It's pretty epic. It's pretty so epic. basically, he's got to go win a poker game. It's kind of a convoluted plot when you start Back thinking about it. Yeah, he's he, yeah he goes to win a high stakes game yep. in Montenegro, mm-hmm. and he's assigned to this uh, charming lady named Vesper, who mm-hmm. is the financier and is the one responsible for the government's money. And so mm-hmm. she's there as kind of an accountability, as a help with his cover, mm-hmm. and they go against this guy mm-hmm. and the try chief. to the chief. They try to bankrupt him so that then basically the all of his underworld counterparts come after him. That's mm-hmm. that's basically the the general yep. plot. What I think makes Casino Royale stand out interestingly is like we said, you you've just come off of Brosnan <sighs> with an invisible car yep. and riding a tidal wave and crashing he's down super an ice old palace. At that point too. I mean not super old, but he's in he's in his like mid to late fifties and he's he's starting to wear a bit. He's been Which, bond yeah, for a while. He's been bond for I yeah. don't know how many movies he did. I feel like he did a he lot. He did four. He did four. I think he did was four. only four? Yeah, I okay. think there was Goldeneye, The World Is Not Enough, Tomorrow Never Dies, and... Uh, I think Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, no. One. Tomorrow is the last one. Uh, the, what's the... The World Is Not Enough. What's the news one? Isn't the news one... Die uh, Another Day? Man. Is it Die Another Day? Die Another Day. Well, yeah. that's not the news one. World Is Not Enough is the news one. Die Another Day. Yeah. And then... Uh, it felt like eight movies. It was it was a long <laughs> stint as Bond, <laughs> or maybe he felt like a long long stint. Yeah, as Bond. he did. So coming anyway. off of that, Casino Royale is incredibly rooted. We don't get any crazy gadgets. No, we get a nice. I mean, he's got a defibrillator. Mm-hmm. He's got a nice car. Right? Like yeah. he's he doesn't have yeah. the kind of crazy Bond things that you expect. Except yeah. he does have like that charming personality. Mm-hmm. He's got the looks. He's got the fashion. He's got the car. He's got everything going for him that Bond does. Yeah. And he's very rough around the edges. He's very new. 
Yeah, he's he's like as the movie's going, he gets a lot more more uh, like a uh, more practice to his the skills that he has. But initially, he's just like a bull. He just blows through even the way he takes people out. Like in the yeah. towards the end, he just does it so easy. But in this one, he's he sweats for it and he gets it done very quickly and maybe not in the most efficient way, but he he yeah. gets the job done. Yeah. So like the fights are really visceral and very well done. And again, he's like it opens with him chasing a guy in Africa with a doing all sorts of parkour and yeah. and Bond is not doing parkour. Yeah, Bond, the, the he's guy blowing. Parkour. He walks. He's running through walls <laughs> after the guy. Wall. <laughs> it has, has my favorite part when they're on top of the crane and he's he's got the gun and he goes click click. He's out of he's out of bullets. The guy he's chasing uh-huh. and he throws the gun and Bond just catches it like it's nothing and then pitches it back at his face. Yeah, it's it just fantastic. like just. It just shows the, yeah. the like the bulldog determination yep. and raw power of Bond. Yep, he's young. He's ready to go. Except the raw power of Bond is incredibly destructive, and he's yes. destroying everything in his path. Buildings he's are just, blowing up. He's people are dying. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. He's, and so the the movie ends. And by the way, okay, real quick, we're going to do a lot of spoilers here. We're not yeah. we're not hi- we're not hiding anything. No. So. So if you have not seen Bond and you want to, go watch it. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to No Time to Die, we'll get there. But don't, don't, don't listen to this podcast. Go yeah. watch these things. I think, quite honestly, most of these aren't severely ruined by knowing there's what, no, what happens. Yeah, there's no big... Yeah. Yeah. You'll and enjoy all of them even if you know the what The latter happens. three kind of are, but... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so if you, if you don't want the spoilers, then don't hang out here. Yeah. So the story ends with Bond... Uh, discovering that Vesper, this lady who's been helping mm-hmm. him all along, is actually uh, on the side of the demons. She's part of the part mm-hmm. of the uh, corporation that's fighting against him. Quantum, and she, yeah, she betrays him. Yep. But yet he's still in pursuing her. She kind of gives him one last measure of devotion or some mm-hmm. kind of sense yeah. that that she still really does love him. Mm-hmm. But then she dies. And so the story ends with her dead yep. and this new organization being uncovered, the organization of quantum, which mm-hmm. brings us to Anti-MI6. number two. Anti-MI6. Yeah. 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 It brings us to number two, mm-hmm. which is uh, Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. So what happens in Quantum of Solace? I, I'm very hazy on Quantum of Solace, to be honest. <laughs> okay. so I'm going to need you to take I'm that I'm pretty one. hazy. <laughs> but the, the general gist is yeah. that he is hunting down Mr. White, yeah. who is the – or he catches Mr. White in the very mm-hmm. beginning. Uh, he gets Mr. White to MI6 to mm-hmm. M and as they're interrogating them, it turns out that quantum has actually infiltrated MI6. Mm-hmm. And so one of the guys who was there uh, as a bodyguard for M is actually a part of quantum mm-hmm. and he helps Mr. White escape. Uh, Bond chases after this guy mm-hmm. eventually kills him. That's the opening scene. Yeah. And then the rest of it is just him trying to uncover quantum and get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, he keeps, again, violating international law. Mm-hmm. They have to disavow him. Yeah. And he's left out on his own. And he is just kind of a, a loose cannon. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he brings down the organization with the help of this girl who was uh, out to get revenge, too. So he's getting revenge yeah. for Vesper. She is getting revenge for this uh, dictator who had killed her father. Mm-hmm. And that dictator is actually working then with Mr. White and yep. Quantum. And so... Lots yep. of stuff happens, lots of big set pieces, things like that. It's a it's a pretty fun movie, but at the end of it, it's it, it it's, just doesn't it can't have stand much on its more, own. No, it just doesn't you have need much Casino more Royale to it. For yeah, it to mean, for it to mean something because like it's it's that whole thing he's transferring from really 
just kind of chasing after Vespa at, at towards the end and her being something that he was pursuing to her being taken away. So now he's like, oh, got to go mm-hmm. after those who took this thing from me. And then now you can see it kind of transitioning over to M being that that lady that he's fighting for in a way. Right. We'll, we'll return to that later. So, but. yeah. So he so the so quantum is really maybe on the very bottom of the list as far mm-hmm. as we as far as my rating probably it'd probably end up yeah. falling pretty probably yeah. at the bottom for yeah. sure it, because it, it doesn't very bottom that, it doesn't me. have the standalone quality that's interesting no. yeah yeah so then uh we've got we go to skyfall which oh. is one of my favorites shot by our favorite roger deacons whoop, whoop. and uh, it's it's just stunningly gorgeous yep. like all of deacons films are Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a fun romp. Now you had just introduced me to an idea yeah. that was rather interesting about the plot of it and how it compares. So well, I'll, I'll, g- I'll give it a wide picture, and I'll uh-huh. have people try to guess as to what movie <laughs> this is like. Yeah. Okay. So you have a protagonist who is at the height of his powers. He is at the best stage, the most like the most experienced that he is that he's at. Things are going well. Um, he's kind of overcome some major bad guys um and uh now things are kind of kind of floating back to the status quo um there and then you have this unstoppable force that starts stirring up trouble and then uh or yeah this unstoppable force stirring up trouble to bonds immovable force and they come and they collide into each other and one's trying to almost redeem the other and the other one's trying to overcome and break the code of the other. Um, meanwhile, they're, they're, they're both kind of touching upon something that is dear to the other character. Mm-hmm. And one of them mm-hmm. is an agent of chaos. Mm-hmm. Just an, in the world, an amazing villain. Uh, one might even say comic book, like, <laughs> oh. oh, it's like the dark Knight. Um, <laughs> so it really does follow the dark night. It's really fascinating when you yeah. introduce that idea to me. Yeah. And he, he literally burns, he burns his world down and, uh, he takes the woman he loves from him and he leaves him in this kind of broken state at the end of the movie. And that's kind of, it's kind of how it's left. Um, whereas like Bond's morals are still, still tested and his loyalties are still there. Um, even with the changing of the guard as to like who he answers to, which same thing with, with, uh, with Batman, yeah, that some changing mm-hmm. with the guard, um, yeah. The difference, one of the differences, I think, in you describing that between uh, the Joker and uh, Silva Silva's character is that Silva has a history. The he Joker, does. you don't have any backstory. Yeah. He just comes in as a wild agent of chaos that you don't know where he is, where he's coming from, what he's doing. Yep, he feels very chaotic. Pure chaos. Whereas Silva has a goal in mind in a mm-hmm. in a target. Yeah. Right, like he's trying to dismantle yeah. MI6 by just instigating yeah. chaos. And Joker's Joker's aim is Batman, whereas Silva's aim is to hurt Bond, but his aim is is the mother, which is M. He's he kind of treats her as like a mother. Yeah, figure so he, to, she was in a mother figure to him back mm-hmm. in the day when he was a double. I don't know. Does it say he was a double O or just that he, he was, was a double agent? O? He okay. was a double O, and he was like in the Hong Kong area. Okay. And so yeah, he was betrayed. Uh, he was not necessarily. He, was, he wasn't betrayed. He was left. more left out to die. Yeah, because which is he what was, he was he called to do. Captive. Yeah, yeah, it's it's his duty. Mm-hmm. But then he became bitter as a result of not dying when yeah. he took the cyanide pill, and so he is bitter at the organization, feels betrayed by them, and he's going to get his revenge, mm-hmm. and he's going to re- get his revenge by dismantling the entire 
set up, saying that basically spy organizations, all of this is bad, mm-hmm. which he does in a very interesting way. I think thematically, one of the mm-hmm. things that I find really compelling about that movie yeah. uh, is the thematic question of what do we do in a modern age with uh, the old agents, mm-hmm. right? Like if I've got, if I can do people who have trained their entire lives to do one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but now so much can be replaced by a computer and you've got drones and you have these other technologies that allow us to gather data mm-hmm. in uh, other ways. And so much of people's lives, there are footprints left digitally. So why mm-hmm. not just track those footprints? Because then no one is harmed. If you, you know, if you get caught by mm-hmm. the enemy, they just block you out of their system. Yeah. They don't kill you. you yeah, know? Exactly. So we don't have human life lost yeah. and you don't kill human life. And so maybe this is a more humane and a better way to do it. Mm-hmm. And maybe the bonds of the world are just a dinosaur from an old age and yeah. we need to stop training them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of some of the thematic question mm-hmm. that's being asked because Bond himself as a, as a man in this one, it opens with him getting shot. Mm-hmm. And so he has this wound and he's disappears off the map for a while. Mm-hmm. People think he's dead yeah. and uh, he comes back but physically he's not a match for this guy Mm -hmm. and mentally he's not a match. He's like, and so he ends up in order to win, taking this man back onto his battlefield Mm -hmm. to say, let's go back to the old school Mm -hmm. and now I'll beat you. Yeah. And that's how he ends up beating him. Cause Silva is beating him on the new school. Right. Like he, he's able to beat Q, which is their, their, uh, guy in the chair. Um, And uh, he's able to beat M. He's able to beat the government and all of them. But he wasn't able to outspy and outman James Bond. And so Bond had to take him onto his turf. Mm-hmm. And eventually he ends up winning through wisdom. Literally his, his old home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's just a, it's a really, there's a lot of really fascinating mm-hmm. themes. So that's why I think that I like that movie a lot is because it, it gives you something to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the attention is rewarded yeah. in that movie specifically in a way that it definitely isn't in Quantum. Yeah. And maybe not so much even in Casino Royale. So And they try they try to continue it in Spectre, but I think that they kind of dropped the ball. Yeah, so let's go to Spectre. We'll get into Spectre. Let's do that. Yeah. Are, are, do you have any other comments on Skyfall before we move on? Uh, nothing that isn't a big thing that we'll talk about in the end, I, I okay. don't think. Yeah. So um, then uh, go, on, go on to Spectre. We just both recently rewatched that again so that we'd yeah. be up on it. Watch it last uh, what do you, night. What do you think of Spectre? I think that it is a, it's also a very good looking film. Uh, it doesn't look bad. It's well edited. Got great music going to it. But at the, it's not as good as Spectre. And I think it's actually my second to last, like out of, out of the five Bond movies. It's uh, my number, uh, it's my second to last. It's just above quantum. Number four, yeah. Yeah. Number four. So I'm not, I didn't like it. it has really amazing moments though. Like there's yeah. a, mo- a moment where he meets, uh, Franz for the first time mm-hmm. at the, at the table. And there's a whole chase with him and, uh, Dave Batista. Awesome. Oh yeah. The train fight with Batista. Also awesome. Um, but there's just so many things, whether it's, it's dialogue and it's a loss of, of, of vision. I think in mm-hmm. terms of like, it's doing a lot of really cool things. Like it, the movie made history because it's, it's the largest uh, practical explosion in history. Oh, that's that right. Done. I forgot about that. They're yeah. at the uh, compound when they yeah. blow it up. Yeah. But like, that's a really cool moment, but it didn't mean anything because the place I was blowing up didn't mean anything right. necessarily. Yeah. It's just a really cool looking location. And, right. and Hans or not Hans, that's his name in another movie, <laughs> but Franz or Oberhauser, um, he, uh, 
yeah, he he seems like it's a really good actor, but the dialogue's not very good. And honestly, his performance wasn't the greatest either. So there's a lot of areas where they drop the ball throughout it. Yeah. Uh, but there's, again, really good memorable moments, much more memorable than Quantum, which I can barely remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like there's so much going on in the film, so much that they're trying to do, because they try to weave mm-hmm. all of the films together in that one. Yeah. So Skyfall really didn't... I mean, you had the background of Vesper, and you had the history of Bond going into it, but they didn't really try to bring that in mm-hmm. into the forefront. It just yeah. kind of was part of the story, yeah. part of the background, I guess. Yeah. In this one, they try to bring in... And kind of tied together Silva mm-hmm. and they brought the Mr. White back. and Mr. White, right? Like They're all every, members of Spectre. Yeah, so it's like, oh, it's no, it's all, it's not Quantum. Quantum was actually part of Spectre, and here's the bigger thing. Yeah. And when they tried to do that, it just didn't. It didn't work. It didn't actually come together. Yeah. And then the plot is so loose, or it, there, there's not really that kind of end goal in mm-hmm. mind until closer to the end, because what you've got two storylines that are tracking together. One yeah. of them is the acceptance of so in uh in uh Skyfall MI6 had been bombed mm-hmm. and so the M building had died M had yeah. died the yeah a new M has been established now we have uh Ray Ray Fiennes <laughs> showing up as Mallory as the new uh director of MI6 mm-hmm. and he uh they have moved locations to a different place they're going to demolish the building mm-hmm. and so in the beginning of uh the movie you've got a new intelligence service kind of being a, co- a new coalition of intelligence services yeah. being uh, bartered. So you've got the intelligence services of the world coming together to try to share mm-hmm. information. Yeah. And there is, uh, so, so that's one storyline. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, you've got bond chasing uh, a lead that M had given him. That was such a weird lead to have given him mm-hmm. uh, says, go kill, kill this guy. guy and then go to his funeral. And it's it's just I don't, yeah. I don't know it's so cool. bizarre. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. So so yeah. then he goes, he kills this guy in the opening scene, and then awesome uh, scene. It was fantastic. It's a one. It's a one shot. It's a oneer, and it just goes. And it's through the, Me- the Day of the Dead yeah. in Mexico, and it's a beautiful festival and incredible costumes. Yeah. Right, like just really well done, yeah. and uh, just a fun, a fun romping experience for yeah. an opening scene like most Bond movies yep. start with. So. Uh, but then, so you've got these two storylines that are coalescing that have, have nothing to do with each other yep. until right at the end. And you kind of feel like they're supposed to have something to do with each other, mm-hmm. but there's nothing until kind of the end where you start realizing that this and this are connected and it, it just loses. Yeah. It, you don't have any reason to be interested in it yeah. other than that the filmmakers are masters of their craft. And so they can get you watching that scene. And so in the scene, there's such tension, like you're saying, like mm-hmm. the, the scene with Oberhausen when when they're when the Bond table, is yeah. kind of revealed in the room, yeah. it's just this epically dark and moody and mysterious yeah. scene. Just the lighting, the framing, the edits, yeah. the music, like it's and then a car everything. chase, and, and and so there's the tension of mm-hmm. Bond getting out of trouble, mm-hmm. but the tension of a whole plot is not actually brought into any yeah. one of these moments. Bond yeah. ends up getting his head drilled, and aside from you wanting Bond not to get his head drilled, and mm-hmm. it like hurts your brain even to look and at and they even like break like they say you're gonna forget everybody that you've ever seen and then he doesn't and you're like why doesn't he not forget right. your face i like I, I watched that with my wife for the first time and she's like does he not 
Like, and, and I'm like, no, it it, it, has, it doesn't actually affect the plot in any way. So, so he just had his There's brain. No he had his brain drilled. Yeah. And then he walks out and he's shooting guys at like 150 yards. Yeah. And just like popping them down. Yeah. You know, I mean, just like. And then totally... he's just stopping to look at her, and you're like, Does, do you forget? And then it just doesn't touch it. Like. Yeah. They just. And there's so many moments like uh, they they introduce Madeline Swan for the first time, who will be a big player in the next movie. She's like the daughter of Mr. White. And so that's that's one area that they're supposed to connect it personally to Bond. Is he's supposed to fall in love with this this daughter of the assassin, this person that they outright say, "Oh, it's the one person that would understand you," um, right? And he's like, "I'm going to take her away from you or whatever." And and they the way that they get together, I don't think plays like it's not no, a very it good. There's not strong chemistry. Like the next one does a better job of redeeming yeah. that idea of the story. Um, but they introduce her, and it's, it's just really shoehorned. Like even in the part on the train when they. Like, do you, do you remember that part when they're like, they're sitting there and then like they, they get through this amazing fight scene and they look at each other and then it's just like, boom, into like a romance part. And you're yeah. like, that's so forced. Like it's, yeah. I, I honestly laughed when it's like started off. I was like, what? It like, feels more like it's played for comedy at that point yeah. because there's not been an, uh, any kind of relational development that's happened. She actually, she hates Bond because she's like, he, he's a remnant of her, her, past, su- yeah. her father who is a killer and she hated her father. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't gel. It doesn't, it doesn't no. make sense. And so you want it to so badly and then it just doesn't. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a, it's a cra- well-crafted movie. The people who crafted the movie know what they were doing, yeah. but it just lacks that cohesive glue Plot. that holds it together. Yes. Yep. It didn't have a, like it has strong visual vision yes. and like, like the, like running everybody the correct way. But as far as like story and what they're trying to accomplish, yeah. you're like, why, why is this a movie? So then we come to No Time to Die, which is the whole reason that we're having this talk. Yes. Because this so movie good. <laughs> was so wonderful. Yeah. Because what Spectre, or not Spectre. Yeah, no, Spectre. it's called Spectre. Yeah, yeah what yeah. Spectre tried to do in bringing everything together and tying it up, No Time to Die actually does it mm-hmm. and does it amazingly. It's a movie that in one sense could, I think I'd be interested to know if I, it could stand on its own. I hadn't thought about that until just now. Abby saw it without uh, seeing it. Seen any of the others? And okay. she, she, well, she had, she'd seen the others. She hadn't seen Spectre, and okay. she barely seen the others. And she, she thought it was just a great film, just okay. by itself. Yeah, good. Because I, I think it could stand on its yeah. own, and it forms such a fitting conclusion to the whole thing. Yeah. So in No Time to Die, how about you set us up with that one? The, no Time to the, Die. The plot. You're coming out of this not so greatly handled movie, and Bond goes into retirement at the end of it. Um, he leaves his position as Double O. And so you pick up with him, not as double O. He's going across the country with uh, Madeline, who is now... Did they get married? No, they have no. not. His, his romantic interest, um, his his partner. And they're going across... Uh, I think they're in Italy at that at that point in time. And they're driving in the Bond car. And it's really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's he's saying goodbye to his former life. Like, he's saying goodbye to Vespa, um, Vesper for the last time. And... Lo and behold, somebody else has another plan for his life because it's not going to end in everything going well. Yeah. Um, also, he's he's curious as as it uh, to whether or not Madeline is has any secrets of her own because they yeah. both have secrets. They she was raised by a killer, so she obviously has secrets. Um, and then, boom, something explodes. Um, I'm actually forgetting the opening scene, which is really, really good. <laughs> uh, the cold open for that movie is is her as a child sitting uh, sitting in her home with her mother, who's obviously addicted to some things, um, some alcohol and uh, 
some medication and uh, she's kind of out of it. And then uh, there's this figure that's coming out of the woods wearing this really creepy mask. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just kind of hobbling and breathing horribly. Uh, But he's got this gun and he he, uh, comes into the house um, and kills the mom straight out. And then it's this whole thing where she's hiding and he didn't realize that she was in the house, but then he realizes she's in the house and it's this hunt. She's, he's hunting for her because her father killed his family. And so he's going to take his family from him. And so the whole plot is basically this guy's going to be a big bad. He can't die for some reason, uh, through medicinal things. He's been tried to kill people try to kill him before. Didn't really work out. Um, and so, it's just a, a whole quest of where now yeah. he's trying to ruin Madeline's life, and that's affecting Bond because Bond is attached to Madeline. Yeah, um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's Bond it's, taking care of of his lady's issues. Yeah, and, I think that what makes the to come to the question of the yeah. romance, the I think what makes the romance work in this film mm-hmm. is that there has been some kind of time passed between mm-hmm. the last movie and this one. Yeah, and so you just assume that they've actually got on swell. Yeah. Right. Like that everything has ha- has gone well and they mm-hmm. are, you know, and they act deeply. They act it too. And, and, and yeah. it pull it, they pull it off. And so the, the opening in the opening scene, he is, he goes at her request to Vesper's grave mm-hmm. to kind of say his goodbye. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, a bomb goes off at her grave. He feels like then she has set him up mm-hmm. and she, go- he goes back to the hotel, finds her after, you know, fighting his way through the town mm-hmm. And he is confronting her about her involvement in this plot. And she is claiming that she doesn't know anything about it. And he can't trust her. He puts her on a train. And that's, that's the end of the scene. I never want to see you I again. I never want to see you again. Yeah. That's the end. Goodbye. You won't ever see me again. Yeah. And then five years later, we've got Bond in the Caribbean. No, he's in, is he in he's Cuba? He's in Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. So he's in Jamaica. And he's, he's got some fish. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's where he is. Yeah. And then you have Felix come. The CIA operative from the first movie. Yeah, comes and proposes a uh, job to him, basically, Mm -hmm. that is like, hey, I need you to help me with something. And then... Does he mention Spectre, I think? I'm not sure. Does he have something to do with Spectre? I don't remember whether or not he mentions that. Seen it once. Yeah. But it it made an impression. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so aside from the details of the plot, the broad scoping, the the broad part of the plot Mm -hmm. is that he gets back involved in this whole thing and it becomes bigger. It's about Mm -hmm. Spectre. He realizes that there's something bigger going on here and that this secret department of uh, MI6 that was Mm -hmm. under wraps, off the books, has been ransacked. And this was a project to track the DNA of track and target the DNA of bad actors against their nation. Mm-hmm. And so what it, it's some kind of chemical compound that can target your DNA only. So mm-hmm. you release this Anyone gas released to you. Yeah. You release this gas to, to everyone to, to, into a room and everyone with that DNA are killed, but mm-hmm. it doesn't affect the DNA of anyone else. So it's incredibly targeted weaponry. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea is that we don't need a bullet. We can go in and gas a whole place and get the one guy we were after. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to develop. But it turns out that technology has been stolen, yep. and it brings Bond back into MI6, or back kind of chasing mm-hmm. after it to figure out what happened. That brings him in contact with Madeline. It brings him back in contact with Blofeld. Mm-hmm. It brings him back in contact with all of, all of these people. Blofeld did a really know. good job in this movie. He did. Yeah. It, it was great. 
Yeah, their and, whole their and, and whole so, and it was very brotherly. Like they're just like, hey, how are you, how are you doing? And then just <laughs> just gets into it where he's like, I'm gonna punch you. And yeah, <laughs> right, it's it, it's and there's so many good scenes, like the scene in Jamaica where he's fighting in the uh, or I guess was it was it Jamaica? Were they still in Jamaica when he went to retrieve the uh, scientist? Uh, that he had gone no, somewhere. They went, by they went to Cuba. Okay, I think so they I, did go to Cuba at that okay. point, and he meets up with the Hispanic lady, and yes. then goes on from there. And that was a splendid scene. Yeah, and him and I'm gonna—I I, don't—her name is not coming to mind right now. But what is the name of? She's that like, I'm, I'm brand new. <laughs> yeah, she's acting like she's totally brand new to the entire thing, and I'm going to look it up now. But but him and her get along so well. It's just such a fun scene uh, to mm-hmm. watch them. Uh, Anna de Armas. Mm-hmm. And they they play so well together. Yeah. It's just it's wonderful. And then they got the new 007, who is a yes. Uh, she shows up yeah. in, on the scene as this new double O mm-hmm. who uh, is pretty cocky, like Bond. Yeah, she, but she's uh, more obedient, mm-hmm. more reined in, and more uh, more more trying to do the job better. Yeah, than she's he playing. Did by the she's books. playing by the book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's not drawn outside the lines like he always did. Mm-hmm. And so she's a good agent mm-hmm. and one that uh, M respects and likes mm-hmm. as opposed to constantly having that conflict with 007. Like Stop he had doing his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Bond gets drawn back into this whole thing and ends up finding Madeline. He, the, the, the emotional plot of the story is that he finds Madeline and then decides to chase her again because he realizes that she had nothing to do with the bombing mm-hmm. in Italy. And he messed up. He messed up big He's time. He pursue left. that lady again. Yeah, realize that, he and he does redeem it. And so, where does he? Where does he end up chasing her? He ends up chasing her to the grave. <laughs> okay. In the end, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> where does he jump straight to the grave? Straight to the grave. Where, where ju- Elijah jumps straight to the end. There of the you story. go. I got. I where gotta does- go. It like that's the end. That's where he goes. But. He ends up uh, chasing her. He chases her back. He meet. He finally says his piece to her, her of like home. repenting, yeah, for leaving her and committing himself to her afresh mm-hmm. in her old home. Mm-hmm. And there we discover that she has a daughter. Mm-hmm. And here is this cute little girl uh, who ambiguously has very <laughs> similar blue eyes to him. Yeah. Suspiciously, <laughs> she has very blue eyes and. It, her relation to Bond is left ambiguous until the very end of the movie. Yeah, because she straight out says, it's not your daughter. Yeah. And he's like, he says, in that, case that, you're wondering. Yeah. And he's like, well, I kind of am. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, of course, the bad guys are coming for Madeline. And mm-hmm. uh, they come to get her. Bond is defending uh, his women now. Who mm-hmm. he's got. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's just, I, 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 yeah, you'll just have to go watch the movie. Because yeah. there's no way for us to explain it in a way that really gives the emotional impact and we're probably already wasting too much time talking yeah. about it without uh being able to explain it adequately i but think it's but it's splendid yeah. i think that dovetails really well into that subject of the ladies the yes. bond ladies and how that that's handled yeah within. And, and i think that that's why i like so so let's first finish the plot for the people yeah. who are left hanging right now basically what happens is that he chases them they get stolen mm-hmm. from him he goes teams up with the new 007. She gives him his number back, mm-hmm. and they go back 
after his women on this island out in the middle of nowhere, this mm-hmm. uh, unnamed geopolitical <laughs> yeah. geopolitical uh, kind of land mass. It's supposed to be between like Russia and Japan, China and Japan yeah, yeah, or yeah, something kinda, like that. Yeah. Kind of ambiguous where exactly yeah. it's located, but uh, they so they're going after. He's going after his girls to get him back. He ends up discovering that there's this huge plot against all of the world, basically, mm-hmm. that's going to destroy millions of people. And so he's got to save the world. But then uh, he's got the, the, what makes it beautiful is he's got to save the world. Mm-hmm. But by say how he saves the world is by saving his she's not his wife, but his, his woman and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. Like so that 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 is what he yeah. has to do to save the world. And yeah. it just gives the stakes such an emotional attachment yep. and it's just so good yeah. and in the end he has to give himself and sacrifice himself for his wife and kid mm-hmm. and uh it's it's beautiful yeah so that you were about to say though yes. it backs it backs us out yeah. into the question of the bond girls yes and the the bond ladies what, what were yeah. you gonna say there uh, i was just gonna say because like we know historically and the issue that most people have with bond in christian circles is the fact that i think it's not a secret to say that he's a womanizer and that that is uh, largely why people stay away from him uh, in the Christian communities. Um, but what they do with Craig is interesting. He still, he still womanizes in it. But I think largely there's some big threads that go through with him uh, fighting for women. And he's, not, he's at his best when he's fighting for a woman. Um, and so I think you, you would, like, that's what brought like a whole new level to me because you brought that up and, and how that's really his weakness and that's what gets used against him. And even Blofeld says, he's like, I had to hurt you. Like, cause you ruined all my plans. I had to hurt you where it counted, which was your women. Why do you think that they all die around you? It's because I know that that's where it hurts. And so I hit you there. And so that's, that's really what makes him strong is when he's fighting and chasing after a woman, yeah. like, with Vespa and with, I think M is one of the, and then in the last movie with Madeline, M is a really good example. That's not very spoilery is that, is that he, he, he honors and respects her and actually like loves her in the way that he, he's willing to do uh, everything for her. He's willing to give up his life for her and to protect her and to protect her from this evil person. And he does a really good job of it. And I think that something that stands out to me, in the, the the total of the Bond movies, right, mm-hmm. is that uh, so yes, he is he, he is a womanizer, mm-hmm. but his womanizing is terrible, and yeah. the movies see it as terrible. Yeah. So that in the beginning, what happens is he has no regard for women mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Like so, in Casino Royale, women are di- he. I think there are two women at least who die in the first part of the movie as a result of him. Uh, making advances on them because mm-hmm. of his connection to them they are dead and he does not care and mm-hmm. it's shown that he is this he doesn't have a heart yeah. he doesn't care about anyone mm-hmm. and then vesper comes along and she actually steals his heart and he actually starts to care for her and he becomes committed to her mm-hmm. not just not just in terms of committed to her because she's a key to get somewhere else but mm-hmm. he's committed to her as a person and he's yeah. willing to save her. He's willing to give up prioritize. Being, yeah, yeah. He's willing to give up being a double O to stay with her. Right. He's doing mm-hmm. all of that. And then yeah. he finds out that she's betrayed him. And because of that betrayal and because of his commitment to her, it hurts him terribly. And that drives him for the whole next film. Yeah. And, uh, the women then, and interestingly in quantum of solace, the woman that he actually doesn't hook up with, but that he's partners with and fighting yeah. this thing is, is the most productive partnership. Mm-hmm. The one that he commits to, protecting and working together with. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Skyfall where 
uh, it's driven and he is at his best when he's being loyal to his country mm-hmm. and protecting his mom, essentially. Yeah. Like this is, this is really a mom moment. Mm-hmm. That's how she's framed yeah. is in terms of Silva frames it to say mother. she is our yeah. mother, yeah. right? We're orphans who are drawn into the secret service Mm -hmm. because of our orphanage, because we don't have those kinds of Mm -hmm. ties, those family ties. Mm -hmm. And so bond in the end has to protect his, his mom Mm -hmm. against this brother Mm -hmm. who is trying to destroy his mom. Yeah. And it is that that gives it the, the emotional tension and the, the -hmm. power to it is because bond is protecting her. Yeah. And because she's this woman who's actually stayed with us through the Brosnan years, she's an interesting Mm -hmm. character because her as a character stayed in spite of switching the bond character himself. And so she has this history with him and then, uh, that's the, she's killed in the end. And so he doesn't save her, but it is what drives him. And then you have specter inspector is just the mess of the movie that it is like you described, but he is starting to commit to a woman. And even something that I thought of retrospectively Mm -hmm. is that even though there's not the on-screen chemistry Mm -hmm. between him and Madeline, there is, something deeper that connects them besides the chemistry, Mm -hmm. right? They are both these lost sheep Mm -hmm. who are out on their own and they do like, they do fit well together. She is the kind of person who could understand him and who could be his wife. Right. He has like, he's, he's been, he has a duty to her father as well to look after her and to protect her. Like he, he has, he has something that, that causes him to have that loyalty and like, and uh, that doesn't accountability, have to do yeah. with the chemistry directly. Yeah. And so what ends up happening then is, and in some ways that mimics real life more than others, because not all romances are the type of romances you see on movies where there's this beautiful chemistry between the characters and mm-hmm. everything is, you know, perfect. Really life. A lot of it is just that settling down, committing mm-hmm. to one person yeah. and saying, you are mine and I am yours yeah. and that's how it's going to be forever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what chemistry there is. We're yeah. going, we're going to either yeah. make chemistry or we're going to deal with and it. At, not at, the chemistry. End, at the end of the day, even if you do have like that fluffy, like everything, it, it, it comes down to that. And the, in the end, the reason I think mm-hmm. that you get the emotional ending that you get in no time to die is because of the commitment that happens in specter and mm-hmm. then carries through and then yeah. is failed at he yeah. fails at his commitment mm-hmm. with her in the beginning of no up. time to die yeah. he quits because he feels like he's being betrayed and he doesn't want to be betrayed again and so he leaves her and realizes that's a terrible mistake especially given the fact that it turns yeah. out she's going to have a girl that's that's his girl that he's not seen for yeah. five, you know and dealt with for five years and so he's made all these mistakes and he has to in the end come to come to admit i was wrong I am back here. I am here for you. And then that's when he gets to reap the reward of a daughter, you know, and, yeah. and, and that kind of connection. And so, like, so you have these, even though, yes, he is a womanizer, mm-hmm. the perspective that the movies take on his mm-hmm. womanizing, the, the perspective gives, that the story takes, yeah. I should say, yeah. gives the preference and gives the valor, the mm-hmm. honor to him when he is committed to a woman, yeah. not when he is just using women. Mm-hmm. When he uses women, they die, right? Mm-hmm. That happens at Quantum. That yeah. happens at Casino Royale. Happens Spectre. Yeah, right. Yeah. People, are, people are just, yeah, that's true. Almost all the women that he's just using, they mm-hmm. all die around mm-hmm. him. And it's death to them. So the, in, in one sense, the wages of sin is death. And in the end, he earns his own death and isn't even able to stay mm-hmm. with his wife and daughter mm-hmm. in one sense. You know, it's yeah. kind of a result of his yeah. neglect. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just, it's just this interesting story of 
that, that in spite of the fact that on the surface, mm-hmm. we would say, no, stay away from Bond because of his womanizing. Yeah. The truth is, is that the story actually doesn't view it with approval mm-hmm. and shows that when he is just mm-hmm. womanizing, it's death. Yeah. And when he commits to a woman, it's life. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it produces something good. Yeah, in terms of a plot. Yeah. yeah. It, does, it does deal with the, with the fact that there are, there are times when the way that they frame it, even just like from that visual aspect, is it, it doesn't frame it in like a horrible visual right. aspect. So that is something to deal with as Christian yeah, is Because is going, the vi- visually, they, are, yeah. they glorify it visually yeah. with mm-hmm. stunning visuals mm-hmm. and beautiful women yeah. and a beautiful bond. You know, like they, they try to put these things together in a way that makes it look really appealing. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is it kills them every time and it kills mm-hmm. them, right? Yeah. Like so, uh, w- which is really, honestly, how the real world is. Mm-hmm. That uh, w- what is the passage in Hebrews that says uh, sin appears pleasurable, for, mm-hmm. but it's only pleasurable for a season. Mm-hmm. So it is very attractive mm-hmm. to think of the transgress. The transgression itself is attractive, mm-hmm. but that the real story of life as you live out yeah, your what pleasure. You yeah, you give you, you give into your pleasure. Grave. Yeah, and that's what you're going to find that you have. So in that, the flesh. Yep, and you're going to reap it. <laughs> Yep. And that's what happens with Bond. Yeah. And what's then beautiful about the end that I love just so much mm-hmm. is that now it comes down to where Bond has one woman and mm-hmm. he has a daughter. Mm-hmm. He's a father. He's a hus- He's not a husband formally, but yeah. he's acting the part of the husband. Yeah. And he has to give his life for his girl so that then it really becomes mythic. Bond steps up from just being a pop culture icon mm-hmm. to really kind of functioning in a mythic way as the mythic mm-hmm. hero. Like we talked about with the Christ yeah. figures who every mo- every time you have a figure who begins to imitate the way of Christ, yeah. they are elevated to a point of myth and that yeah. they are embodying, or at least the Christian myth, they are yeah. embodying that kind of ideal. And so I'd I, say I just, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. A good example of like for that myth thing for just people to think about is like, we, we think of like, obviously you can think of Greek mythology and everything, but for a Christian aspect, you can think of King Arthur is is like that right. idea of a, of a myth of this story of ideals that you go oh man to be like king arthur yes because of what he accomplished throughout his life and his death like yep and that's what that's where bond is starting in this last movie mm-hmm. kind of starts to rise to that level of figure which is in from the big story arc mm-hmm. that's how we want our lives to be right we want to yeah. we all admit that we start as children as mm-hmm. the blundering in the end he died forcefully yeah like that's, right. he that's a good well. story yeah yeah and that's what that's that's where we want to end mm-hmm. i want to end dying died loyal yeah to his country to his family to everything yep yep fulfilling his obligations mm-hmm. serving and sacrificing himself for them and for the rest for others that's that's what you need yeah and that's what you have to have and it's just it's so good it's a tearjerker yeah i was i was it, it, de- it definitely made me get teared up in the end yeah like, gosh dang it yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah, but I would totally go you, through it again. Yeah, when you become a dad and a, and a husband, <laughs> you get you get those feels. Yeah, you're crying, watching Incredibles. You're like, <laughs> 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 um, uh, but yeah, you brought up you brought up a point just quickly about uh, the fact that uh, of just like going into that myth about the fact that apart from that, apart from the the womanizing, you brought up the fact that he embodies so many things. Like, what what were some of those things that you talked about? Oh yeah, that so were like. So as a kid, you admire and that you're taught to admire about men. So like, as a kid, Bond was off limits for us to watch, yeah. mostly because he was a womanizer, right? Yeah. Like that's the that's the trait that's bad. But we didn't need his virtue 
the things yeah. that were good about him because I saw that in my life. So I saw the men who were good with cars and mechanical. Yeah. I saw the men who were good problem solvers. I saw the men who were great with guns and weapons and defense. Mm-hmm. I saw the men who had a sense of being a gentleman and mm-hmm. had fashion sense and that mm-hmm. kind of poise and weight in gravity, you know, the yeah. gravitas in their person, right? So I saw all of that kind of thing embodied in different men. It wasn't the whole complete package like Bond, was, Bond mm-hmm. is, yeah. but it was embodied throughout my community. And therefore, I didn't need that kind of picture of virtue. Mm-hmm. And what's, I think, interesting in our day is that we have lost entirely what it means to be man or woman. And mm-hmm. people are so confused. And it's such a, a big, massive mess mm-hmm. that now suddenly someone like Bond, who is all of those things, plus the womanizer, mm-hmm. that he actually, on the whole, when you take the whole package, he actually looks like a type of exemplar that <laughs> I wish more men were like this guy mm-hmm. because we've we've forgotten what it means to be masculine yeah and what it means to be loyal to brave. others yeah what it means to be brave and courageous what it means to be willing to sacrifice your life for a mission that's bigger mm-hmm. than yourself yep. to like forget yourself mm-hmm. and serve the mission yeah. right like we've we've forgotten those things yeah so that now in our in our world suddenly bond is a pretty sane character yeah you know so like it's mm-hmm. just it's just an interesting uh Interesting how the times can shift the emphasis and your community shifts that too, right? So in my community, even now, Mm -hmm. I I have all of that. I don't need to go to Bond to say, hey, I need to learn virtue from somebody. But in a community that didn't have a a church like I do Mm -hmm. and the people around me that I do and the men who have been men longer and are solid men, right? If, if If I was in a different community, then Bond would start to shine as more of a light of that kind of... Uh, vision of what a man could and should be. Yeah. So it's an interest. It's interesting how times have changed that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was just a really, a really amazing point that uh, that you brought up. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm. I love the Bond movies. They are in the end. We are not trying to say that Bond is anything more than a pop action yeah. flick that's just a good time. Well, well, I am trying to say it's more than that. Yeah. I guess I'm trying to say that if you give attention to it you're going to find that it rewards your attention. Mm-hmm. However, it is still at the end of the day, an action movie mm-hmm. and not the place you should go to get all your morals or your virtue. Obviously mm-hmm. you shouldn't go to movies yeah. for that, but, but it's, it's just a fun action movie that, uh, if you like action, if you like secret agents, if you like weapons and gadgets, it has some good redeeming qualities in it for, yeah. for those who think that there are none. It it's does. a lot of fun and it's got, a, got more to it than meets yeah. the eye. Indeed. That's our review of daniel craig's james bond thanks for sticking around for this and uh if you have any ideas or comments or questions you can send those to josh at bartell's production company foxfire farm the foxfire farmhouse email is not online yet but it will be god willing (laughs) and uh so uh but you can always reach us on facebook at the uh, foxfire farmhouse facebook page or you can find us uh on instagram as well yeah, send us those uh, those questions. And also, as we are nearing the end of season one, uh, we would love some criticism on uh, what you thought, what you guys thought we did well, uh, what you guys didn't think we did well, and uh, just what would you like to hear more of? Yeah, what would you like us to do? What are some questions that you guys have that you would like us to answer? Yeah, that, that would be like cool that. to do some movies that you want questions. us to talk about. Yeah, your favorite movies. Send us your movie recommendations. That'd yeah, be really cool. And we'll uh, do what we can to include those in the show. Love so, to interact. Yeah, this has been uh, another episode, 007 episode of Foxfire Farmhouse. We're glad that you stuck with us this time, and we hope to see you here again at the good old Foxfire Farmhouse next time. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.